0: nine eight seven six five four three two one live from spain this is the drive home with harry waters
1: hello everybody and welcome to the final show for me anyway uh of 2021 but don't worry There are plenty of shows racked up for this evening. So stay tuned to hear all of those all the way through to 11 p.m. UK time or midnight as it is here. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Anyone who joined us yesterday in the spaces as well, I must apologize for my disappearance. Uh, I have no idea what happened, but, but Twitter decided it didn't want me there anymore. Uh, and refused to let me back in. But luckily, I could go on listening to my my wonderful colleagues uh, as they continued the theme of best and worst Christmas presents uh, and then onto Staff Room uh, 101. So what do we have in store today? It's not as festive as it could be, but it's also obviously is uh, a festive delight. We'll be talking to uh, Cecilia Nobre all about her journey Uh, Through ELT, we'll be talking about her professional development and her opinions on professional development. We'll also be looking at some different Christmas traditions um, around the globe um, in places that she's lived, in places that I've lived, in places that we've all lived. Uh, And of course, you are more than welcome to give us a call, share your opinion, share your ideas. As always, uh, this is a place for us to, to sit, to chat. Um, and basically blow off steam. So this week has been a little bit, hmm, uh, I'm not really sure what the word is for it, but it's been absolutely crazy over here. So uh, we decided on Monday that despite the fact there was still three days left of school, it was probably best due to the um, rampant COVID outbreak um, to not send our daughter to school. So we've had a few days of homeschooling again, Um, And then today we received a WhatsApp from the the teacher, uh, well, in the parents group, because obviously we're not allowed to speak directly to the teacher. Uh, And he'd sent eight worksheets and announced there would be an exam on the second day back at school and then on the third day as well, um, which uh, has caused some uproar uh, in this household with both myself and my wife, uh, our teachers, Um, and realised that an eight-year-old doesn't really need to be tested after a three-week holiday. Um, and, And we've assured our daughter that she doesn't actually need to do it. And I was kind of seeing if there was a way that we could get them all to go on strike and just simply refuse to do the exam. But I'm not sure that's the most responsible thing to do in the world, although... It would certainly be a good way of setting down a marker for the education system first we strike for the climate and then we strike for better education uh yeah so it's been a, a somewhat challenging week because as a as a freelancer i've had my last classes this week i've also had there's a i've got a fair bit of um administrative work to do i um as you know i work on a, a charity project kids against plastic um You'll hear more about those in in 2022, uh, and I'm developing some uh, ELT so or ESL uh, materials for them. They have their Plastic Clever Schools workbook for for students, and I'm developing it into a, uh, for the ELT environment, which has uh, taken up some time, that's for sure. Um, but it's been good because I've been able to to join in with my daughter and make some videos uh, along those lines, which is which has been pretty useful uh, this week. We've made a wave. Um, <laughs> and I've also, I've, I've recently finished my my book proposal. So I've been tidying that up and realizing that nobody wants to hear anything at the moment. So rushing to get it done by the start of December was maybe not the most essential thing I needed to do, um, but it is something that I did. Uh, so uh, I did rush through and get that done. Um, and now I'm just waiting patiently until January, um, and then other things that are coming up very soon. Well, guess what? Christmas is coming up soon. So there was also the fun and games of of Christmas shopping to to navigate while the the stores were slowly filling up. So it was uh, time for me to leave the house at nine a.m. and and get into the shops as they opened uh, because I'm not a huge fan of online shopping um, for various reasons. Uh, but I won't get into all of those right now. So it's been a fun week. Uh, my my daughter is currently downstairs with my wife. Um, she is cooking up a storm, let's say. They're, they're making a vegan chocolate cake, which is going to be, I'm sure, delightful. Um, and yeah, then we're making our centerpiece for for Christmas Eve. Because over here in Spain, as you may or may not know, we celebrate Christmas on well, we celebrate Christmas on Christmas Day, but then on Christmas Eve is when we have our our Christmas dinner. Um, so that is when we all eat and enjoy our uh, our meal. Now, I would advise this very strongly for anybody who is tr- a traditionalist for Christmas and they have their their twenty fifth. They have their Christmas meal on the twenty fifth. I just want to say now. The first time I ever heard about this was in when I was living in Brazil. Um, our, our guest coming up very soon can also talk about um, Christmas in Brazil. Um, and I discovered it there that they ate their their main Christmas meal on Christmas Eve. And I remember, I oh, I I, I, I was flabbergasted. I was like, oh, "That's that's that's not Christmas. You can't have a Christmas meal on on Christmas Eve." And then I realized it's actually much better because it takes away all the hassle the next day. You know, you can have your your leftovers, you can have your bits and pieces, and you don't need to have the person stressing out in the kitchen, getting very, very, very drunk. Um, And oh, thank you very much, Jeff, for posting that. Um, Lovely. Uh, Yeah, so it is a great idea. And on that... um, we do have our, our wonderful guest uh, here to join us today. So do you know, I'm, I'm not going to introduce her for a few reasons. I don't normally introduce people. I let them introduce themselves in case I forget something. But also, now I don't know why, she doesn't have the most difficult name in the world. But for some reason, I've misspelled it on three occasions, completely got it wrong on one occasion. And I, I, I don't know why. She's got her own song and everything. But for some reason i just can't seem to get my head around that so cecilia Nobre, if you'd like to introduce yourself that would be amazing
2: and can you hear me mm-hmm. yeah okay so yes uh yeah i can introduce myself <laughs> so and i'm used to people uh misspell my name that's fine so it's especially here in Turkey. I'm in mean, Turkey. Uh, and, um, uh, yeah, it's fun actually. <laughs> so, uh, I'm a teacher, uh, uh, an English teacher, teacher trainer. I've been teaching for ever <laughs> for uh 20 years um been a t- teacher trainer for the past five years um i'm i'm currently based in turkey i teach uh, eap english for academic purposes at a private university here yeah i don't speak any turkish um i do speak portuguese <laughs> and english only but no turkish whatsoever yeah thanks for inviting me it's a pleasure to be here
1: uh, and it's a pleasure to have you. Um, eu não falo português. Um, <laughs> I don't speak Portuguese very well. I am trying to learn it, though. Um, I, I was a bit taken aback there when uh, Cecilia said she's been working for 20 years, obviously since she was four years old, because uh, she clearly is not old enough to have been working for that long.
2: Uh huh. I always I always do that because people don't believe the, you know the that I am the age that I am and uh, it's usually a, a good um, a good game that I, I usually play with my students in the, the first first day like getting to know each other you know like two throughs, one false and stuff like that and I always you know talk about my age and they say oh, oh my god I thought you were 28 at 29 <laughs> I said nah not really. <laughs>
1: I absolutely love that game and I, I used to play with my students all the time because when I was, I'm going to say a bit hairier, but when I was <laughs> a bit younger, um, students would always guess well under my age. Now I'm uh, not quite as young as I was. People tend to, to go a bit over. Now I, I don't often get under 40 anymore, although I am only 37. Uh, and yeah, people often think, wow. I don't know, 40, 42. And it's like, I'm not playing this game anymore. This, this game is over. It's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair.
2: Yeah.
1: Exactly. Uh, Tyson's just said in the chat, they're such a young and I appreciate it, Tyson. He was a guest a few weeks ago. Well, obviously, you know who Tyson is. Everybody who's anybody knows Tyson Seaman. Um, a, a living legend, uh, some might say. So you, you mentioned you're living in Turkey currently. Um, you are from Brazil, which is where I started my my teaching career 14 and a half years ago. Um, I was also in uh, Rio de Janeiro. Uh, I was in Rio de Janeiro as well. Um, I was there in 2007. So what were you doing in 2007?
2: 2007... Uh, I was, I was working, of course. Uh, I was in Brazil. Yes. Uh, I think I was working at an international school. Yeah, I was working at an international school. No, wait, wait. No, I was in the UK. Sorry. (laughs) Getting mixed up. (laughs) I was in the UK. Um, that's my 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 dark uh, my dark past. I was married to to uh, an English guy, and I lived in the UK from 2005 to 2009. Was the time when we were married. Then I went back to Brazil. 2009.
1: The mistake you made was marrying an Englishman. Um, they're the worst Englishmen. We are the worst. <laughs> oh, you're
2: English too, Harry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. I'm sorry too. <laughs> no, nothing against the English, like just that specific person. But anyway, that's another story. Um, so I was in I was in the UK. I worked uh, as a teaching assistant uh, in the UK in um, in, um, in a primary school. Um, I think that was the my my only experience with children. Um, was working with children in the UK and in the beginning of my career in Brazil. I don't work with children anymore. I love children, but it's like teaching children is, is a different story, right? I, it's not for me. <laughs> I truly respect and appreciate uh, young learner teachers. Um, they need to have so much energy, so much creativity, right? I don't have that. <laughs>
1: I'm uh I'm one of those I'm one of those weird uh teachers that I I love teaching everything so I just keep teaching I I try and keep my my fingers in all of the pies so you know I have my I have three separate classes that I I teach uh, like volunteer classes because I'm also as you know a teacher trainer and a materials writer um and a content creator I guess I could count myself as a YouTuber because I have a YouTube channel, but it just nobody likes it. So just an unsuccessful YouTuber. Um, but I, uh, I I love all of the, the different ages. So I have a, a class of seven-year-olds. Then I also have a, a class of 15-year-olds. And then I also have an adult class, one of which is face-to-face, one of which is hybrid. The other one is an online class because I like to try and practice all the different things I'm going to be teaching. Um, so my my Jeff has asked what are my my classes and subjects. My so I'm I'm an English teacher. I'm a, an English as a foreign language teacher, Um and I've now because I've kind of focused myself in this area of sustainability. Most of my classes revolve around that. Whether I'm teaching grammar or not, I try and you know work my my calendar, my uh, everything to have a sustainable focus. So even if I'm teaching about sports, I'll have a sustainable focus on it. But yeah, I love the the range and as you say the energy is necessary but i couldn't be an only young learners teacher because i don't have the energy for that
2: right right and then uh do you teach adults as well i
1: do i do teach adults i've I've got one class of adults that i teach online but then i also i have the occasional one-to-ones um and then in terms of teacher training i guess I guess that's adult. Does that come, That's what I want to know. Is a teacher trainer just a teacher by another name?
2: Hmm. Good. Good question. I think to to be a good teacher trainer, you 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 must have experience, like vast experience as a teacher. Um. That's one of one of the the characteristics. But I don't know. I think um, it's becoming a trend, right? You know, at the moment, right
1: for sure there are there are a lot of us um there are a lot of us out there um but yeah i find i don't know i i get a very similar energy um like that the the kind of bubbles up in myself when i'm teaching a, a class as when i'm doing teacher training the one thing i've found really different to teaching a class and teacher training is I always get a good vibe from teacher training. You know, when you have the other teachers in the room, there's always a good vibe coming off them. There's often the one person in there who wants to ask the awkward question and wants to make you stumble, but there's that's just that one person. Usually that's me, um on the other side of things. But yeah, it's I always get a good energy from that whereas when you're teaching, you know, a regular class, it's sometimes um it doesn't go according to plan.
2: That's true. Yes, that's true. Although I I really love the students that I have at the moment, the my my group um, at the university, we we get along pretty well. Um, so yeah, but I, I I see I see your point. I understand that, and I and I agree with you. I think it's a, it's a good exchange of of ideas and uh, experiences, right, among teachers. Yeah.
1: 100% absolutely. Um, I can hear there's there's something going on in the street outside you at the moment by the sounds of it. it. sounds fantastic. I wish I was there for that. What is a call that? call
2: to prayer. It, oh. It's a call to prayer. Um, you know, I'm in Turkey. I live near a mosque. So there is a, this call to prayer five times a day.
1: <laughs> well, at least you know what time it is
2: yeah exactly
1: and i've I've seen on um i've seen on insta that is is it cold at the moment where you are um i've seen on insta that you 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 appear not particularly warm
2: (laughs) yes it's it's very cold at the moment i bought three water hot water hot water bottles for myself and my my (laughs) dogs so it's it's a bit cold yeah
1: yeah, my I, I went for a walk. I, I take my dog every day for a walk, obviously, because you know I'm, I'm a decent human being. Um, also, I don't like her to make a mess in the house. Um, but I took her out this morning and we are experiencing some unnatural, I'm, I'm looking out the window at the moment, by the way, we're experiencing unnatural levels of rain um, and we've, it's been raining for two days and we've got rain due for the next week or so. Um, it's still like 16 degrees, so it's not cold at all. But, but when my dog got home, she is not used to being wet, and she just kind of sat there shivering until I gave her a, a blow dry.: <laughs> uh,
2: Poor thing, yeah, it's colder here. It's, today was four, four degrees. Yesterday was a bit colder, so yeah, it's weird because it's colder in England, right? Sorry?: In Spain, you're in Spain now. You're in I am, Spain: I am England. in
1: Spain. I am
2: sorry yeah so it's
1: hotter yeah yeah no need to apologize um i i i often talk about that i'm in spain and i normally have to apologize to other people when they say they're still in england i'm so sorry guys i'm so sorry um but yeah things are things are very weird here at the moment now um i'm not sure what it's like over in turkey obviously i'm not going to bang on too much about um the pandemic and so on and so forth but um you know, running up to Christmas, things have got very strange. And um, I mentioned at the top of the show that we've taken our uh, our youngun out of school uh, for the last three days of term because basically they were just going to be sitting around watching Netflix anyway, and we could probably teach her more at home. Um, they'd, they'd finished all of their work and stuff, so and, and we don't want to be sick because we don't want to miss our uh, seeing my parents in law um, over the Christmas period. But the one thing is that i found really odd. Now, I've got a lot of friends in the UK still, and, and one of my friends recently had COVID, and he was in the center of town today, and they're giving out tests. Here in Spain, it is impossible, well, in, in my town, in my village, in the whole area of Seville, it's impossible to get your hands on an antigen test. Um, what's it like in Turkey at the moment?
2: Um, yeah... I um, I had to do the, the PCR. Is it the same? The same test you're talking about? Antigen and PCR. Is it the same? I'm not sure.
1: No, the antigens basically you spit on a stick and it tells you in 20 minutes if you've got it or not. The PCR is like the official doctor one that they have to yeah. run through the lab. They lap. only
2: accept the PCR here because uh, I had to do PCR a few weeks ago because there was a... Student in my class who who got COVID, um, and then the teachers had to 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 to, to check, right? Um, so, but fortunately, the my university covered the the costs. So I'm not I'm not sure if it's if it's easy to to be honest uh, for for most people, but I know you can go to. To private clinics, hospitals, and and get you know do the test in one day, and then you, the following you get the result on the following day. So um, yeah, but it's increasing here. The cases are increasing, unfortunately. Yeah, and I think it, that's a worldwide problem, right?
1: Exactly, and that is enough said about that for today because it's nearly Christmas. So what we need to do is spread some joy and spread some cheer. Um, and I'd like to know, um, before we go away to the the news and, and adverts, um, I would like to know, what are the, the different Christmas traditions you've experienced around the world? Now, I have a, a class with... Um, oh, wow, it costs $100 in Australia for a lateral flow test. It, it costs six euros here, Seema. Um, so not quite the same. Wow. Um, anyway, I... Um, What was I going to say? I was in the middle of, uh, I got thrown off track completely, talking about Christmas traditions, I believe. Yes, talking about Christmas traditions. um, I've got a class of Turkish refugees that I teach in the UK. Um, And obviously being, they are from Turkey, a a Muslim country, they are all Muslim. But they were all telling me about their plans for how they were going to celebrate Christmas this year. Um, Because they're in the UK and you know for me christmas has never been a religious time of year it's never been about the religious stuff at all as i obviously just said um it's been about getting together with family um eating uh, having holidays and presents um so i'd like to know i know that you've lived in turkey the uk and brazil um how do those countries compare, compare at christmas
2: Yeah. Okay. So in Brazil, yeah, we, Brazil is, is a big country for, for Christmas. We love Christmas, uh, like people stop working and they start the the festivities a a few days before and we celebrate Christmas actually on Christmas Eve. Um, and this was, this was a a bit of a joke when I went to, to the UK because you celebrate on the 25th, right? And, uh, and I had this joke with my friend, like, what are you doing? You know, like he he's from the UK and he celebrates on the 25th. And I say, and I said, like, we always celebrate before because it's, I don't know why, because it's, you know, it's officially midnight, right? Christmas is on on the 24th midnight. So, but we celebrate on the 24th, and we get the whole family together. Um, and because it's uh, the summer in Brazil at this time of the year, uh, Christmas looks very different. People wear, you know, um, some people go to the beach and they wear summer clothes, and it's usually very very hot in Rio. So. You know, people just wear casual clothes clothes um, on Christmas, uh, exchange presents, and there's a, um, usually we have lots of food for Christmas, like people stuff themselves on Christmas um, with des- uh, desserts and turkey and chicken, everything that you you, you can imagine um so yeah it's it, it's nice in the uk i remember i celebrate a few christmas there i thought it was boring because <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, i remember the first christmas there it was very quiet and people i don't know if it was my my ex-husband's family but just they they watch tv the whole time i don't know if this is common <laughs> in with with most british Families, but they watch TV the, the whole time, and I thought like, oh, that's that's a bit boring. We do different things, you know. We we joke and we we dance and um, get drunk and, and uh, listen to music till the the, the next day uh, back in Brazil. So um, yeah, so that was a, a a bit of a shock when I went to the UK. Here in Turkey, uh, they don't they don't celebrate really. Um, For example i'm going to work all week this week you know i'm going to work on on thursday friday so they don't celebrate unless you you find like a like a latin american family who like to celebrate and then these they celebrate christmas but other than that you don't see uh the streets uh decorated and and you know things like that so
1: it is it is very different i'm holding up a picture to the camera so um cecilia can see me when i was in in brazil uh when i was living there uh and it, it is a very different kind of thing there there's a, for a start i've got hair i don't have a beard um i definitely had a six pack at the time now i can't tell you whether i have now or not um obviously the answer is yes this is the radio so so nobody can say otherwise um <laughs> But yeah it it was so different I mean for me especially because going from the UK that was my my first ever Christ, ever christmas abroad and to do it in the in brazil where it was you know hot and I could go to the beach uh, in the picture that I, I just showed uh, Cecilia um, I might share it on twitter actually just uh, why not cuz that's when I was handsome um it cuz i've got a bottle of champagne in my hands i i do not drink champagne i never have drunk champagne i don't think i ever will drink champagne i just find it absolutely revolting um i I don't drink anything really um i drink once a year on my wife's birthday and i drink rum and coke but um that's that's all i drink so when i was in brazil i did drink a bit more um i did go to laba and there were quite a few uh um that I had in in Lapa in in Rio and they ended um, they, they didn't end
0: very well
2: <laughs> yeah you mean you, you meant caipiroska from Kaipirinha right mm-hmm. yes with different fruit and uh, yes. Yeah, Caipirinha is a very nice, very nice drink, very popular at this time of the the year, especially for for celebrations, yeah. I just uh, read, uh, uh, who was that, Jake, asking like, no games, Jeff, no games, did you ask me or?
1: I think he was asking if there were any Christmas games in Brazil what are the traditional Christmas games that you might play because in the UK we, you know because it's so cold and we can't go outside we have to play all sorts of games and read cracker jokes and you know that
2: kind of thing um, I think yeah people play just just cards card games and um, but I don't I don't think it's it's very traditional no because as as I said before it's hot. So some people just just go outside and you know go to swimming pool or something. So I don't remember playing games with my family. People are just just too drunk <laughs> to play games. <laughs> just too drunk.
1: That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, <laughs> I am going to shoot off for the news, and that will be around six minutes and twenty seconds. Um, when we return, we're gonna dive into CPD um, and um, professional development and stuff. Uh, I'm also going to ask my daughter if she can maybe turn it down a notch or two because she's being quite loud right now. I imagine uh, the entire audience can hear her. So I'm going to shoot off uh, the news and some adverts. Um, When we come back, we'll be talking about CPD, the benefits of it, and uh, how we can do more.
3: Are you looking to take your phonics practice forward? then Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised is the programme for you. Created by two schools with an excellent track record in phonics, Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised will help all children become readers and ensure no child is left behind. The programme offers complete support for your phonics teaching, alongside classroom resources and fully decodable readers from Collins Big Cat. To find out more, follow at Letters Sounds on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Or join a free briefing by visiting littlewondellettersandsounds.org.uk. Teachers Talk Radio is delighted to support Winston's Wish, the UK's childhood bereavement charity. Winston's Wish supports children and their families after the death of a parent or sibling. They provide emotional and practical bereavement support. Expert teams also provide online resources. ...specialist publications and training for professionals. Find out more about Winston's Wish and pledge your support... ...at www.winstonswish.org
0: This is Teachers Talk Radio... ...and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn.
4: In Scotland the SSTA Union is calling for a delayed opening for schools after the Christmas holidays because of the Omicron variant. Seamus Searson, General Secretary of the Scottish Secondary Teachers Association said, if the numbers keep going up and it looks like that is going to be the case for some time to come, then we are not going to be in a fit state to reopen schools as normal in January. We're already hearing of schools that are not fully staffed and parents are keeping their kids off to ensure they don't catch Covid in the run up to Christmas. The idea that we need to keep schools open at all costs just doesn't add up. Delaying the start of the new term would give teachers more time to prepare for mitigation measures. A Scottish Government spokesman said the Scottish Government is not considering school closures. As the First Minister has made clear, protecting the education of children and young people remains a top priority. In England, a teaching union has warned of a perfect storm of Omicron-related absences. Following Nadeem Sahawi's letter to school leaders urging them to encourage ex-teachers back to the classroom. General Secretary of the NAS UWT, Dr Patrick Roach said, far more action is needed to improve the current market for supply teachers, which is nothing short of a national scandal. The government must address the delays with the DBS clearances and meet the costs of DBS certification So those teachers who do return to the profession are not left paying the bill. Dr Roach said that without guarantees from the government on teachers pay and working conditions, the teaching supply crisis will continue for some time to come. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn.
0: This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. This week
5: we're going to look at one of the simplest, freely available, yet least used browser technologies, the ReaderView. Chrome versus Edge, let the battle commence. On screen one, I have Microsoft Edge weighing in at the cost of zero pounds. On screen two, I have Google Chrome also weighing in at the cost of zero pounds. Round one, opening Reader View. On the Edge browser, the Immersive Reader feature is built in and can be activated by a button on the address bar by typing read followed by a colon in front of a URL and also you can simply press F9. Before you can open reader view in Chrome, you have to install it as an extension. It's free and not difficult. Once installed, you'll find it in extensions located to the right of the address bar. One point to Immersive Reader. Round two, features. Both come out fighting with the read aloud feature that allows the user to adjust the read speed, skip forward and back and change the voice that is reading. They both also highlight the word being red. Chrome Reader has a volume control, which is a nice touch if not using headphones. One point, Chrome Reader, round three, readability. A big feature for reader views is the ability to change the formatting to suit the user. Both allow easy changing of font size, font and text width on the screen, but they differ in background color features. Here is where Immersive Reader offers quite a bit more. Chrome Reader offers eight background slash contrast colors, four light and four dark, Immersive Reader provides 23 background options, green, pink, yellow, and blue included, allowing pupils with visual needs to find a comfortable color. One point, Immersive Reader. Round four, editing. Chrome Reader features a design mode, This allows you to highlight text and make changes. Quite useful if wanting to pick out key points to return to. Immersive Reader does not have this feature. One Point Chrome Reader, round five, extra features. Immersive Reader has a grammar feature, allowing words to be split into syllables. You can highlight nouns, verbs, adjectives, and adverbs by flicking switches. This feature is not offered on Chrome Reader. One Point Immersive Reader. Immersive Reader also offers reading preferences, featuring line focus of five, three, or one line, blocking out the rest of the page, There's a picture dictionary, allowing some words to change the pointer to a magic wand that reveals a picture depicting it. Also, there's a translation feature allowing partial or full translation of a page into 88 different languages at the click of a button. Chrome Reader does not offer these features. However, other free products, such as Google Translate, could be used. Immersive Reader takes the point because you don't need to leave the page. Final score! Winning with four points to two after a blistering final round is Microsoft Immersive Reader. But let's face it, most people don't know these things exist. If you were one of them, please do something about it. See if these features are installed in your school and if not, request they are. For a visual version of this episode, check out the TT Radio 2021
0: Twitter feed. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. We
1: are back. Um, Thank you very much for the news. and yeah, we're back here. We're going to be talking about a uh, CPD very, very shortly. Um, I have in fact, uh, been on and posted on Twitter, that photograph of me back, you know, only 15 years ago, obviously, you know, age has not changed me at all. Um, experience has ever so slightly though. Um, and I've also managed to, to get my daughter to quiet down. She's put on her wellies and she's going out to jump in some puddles. Um, you know what's better than doing that as an eight-year-old i can't imagine well probably sitting down and playing on an ipad or something but you know we don't entertain those things we have real life books in this house for her to to entertain herself instead so um cpd um something i love because it well it helps me work um for a start because people get cpd from me but like for myself as well, it's 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 really, really important. And what I, I love about uh, Teachers Talk Radio, and especially from being able to do the show myself, is I kind of get a whole bunch of CPD once a week from like these professionals in the field. So it's really, really useful uh, to me. So first up, um, Cecilia, how obviously you care a lot about CPD. Um, what was it that kind of first sparked your interest
2: hmm yeah good question I think um, I think it was years ago when I decided to take my career seriously you know I decided to 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 be the best version of myself Um, so I think perhaps maybe when I finish my my undergrad Um, course like years ago Um, and I decided that yes this is what I want to do you know and I wanted to do more and more Um, and then fast forward a few a few years um, I started uh, an MA in uh, teacher education and then I fell in love with um, CPD and academia as well So, yeah, I started reading more articles, more research and um, got involved in in more initiatives, you know, CPD initiatives in and out of uh, university. So um, I think that was perhaps the beginning. Yeah.
1: Now, for me, I I, I find it vital to continue improving myself in in all sorts of different ways, you know, official, unofficial. Something I've really loved about the... Um, the the switch to online is the availability of, you know, high level professionals div- giving webinars and stuff like that. And them just being there and available, you know, you can't always attend it live in the moment, but it is there. And um, I, I think doing that for myself is something I find super important. I'm not somebody that's motivated by certificates. I'm not somebody that's motivated by titles and things like that. I'm um, somebody that's motivated by, as you mentioned, being the best person that I can. You know, being the best teacher that I can, and and learning more about these things. So you know, reading books and and attending webinars and and listening to to podcasts and stuff like that. Um, one thing I've found slightly irritating, maybe about about CPD is when perhaps uh, somebody who's attending these 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 courses and stuff maybe take it a bit too far into the the classroom for example so I believe that we should all improve on these things and learn about these things but when doing the delta a long time ago um it got we got into the pronunciation section um and there was one guy on my course I won't mention Joe's name um there was one guy on my course who got really obsessed with it and I got really obsessed with it as well um and I went off and developed a whole bunch of activities to make pronunciation more approachable in the classroom for teachers and for students he went the opposite direction and went into the classroom with this kind of you know tefl talk to directly to the students so started talking about you know assimilation to the students and binomial pairs and all these different things and you know I think that you need to understand where the line is with what of it is for you and how you develop it towards the teacher kind of thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree with you. Uh, Because we we have to contextualize everything, right? To our students. And I think it's, it's, one thing like you learning about the the terminology and everything and understanding in depth and another thing is to to transfer this to our students i don't think it's fair on them to you know to to throw this at them and um yeah they're 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 not they're not experts i think so uh it's important to 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 strike this this balance yeah yeah and to really um i don't know absorb and 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 find that that sweet spot you know in, in terms of what you you get from whatever you're, you're doing webinar course and what's what's relevant to your your context to you to to the students to a situation right um so yeah i i agree with you
1: i think in terms of of like the training that I give and and the course that I'm starting in February is I try and make everything in it relevant to the teacher so it can be transferred to the students. So, you know, it's stuff like how to adapt materials. Um, it are these, these pronunciation activities that are easily taken into the classroom where students don't have to, you know, understand, um, the, sorry, my dog's just come in. Um, (laughs) students don't have to be able to read the, uh, you know phonemic script they can There are activities where they can they can use these things i do think it's useful for students to to get to know uh, the phonemic chart because you know it opens up a whole new world of, bless you my dog just sneezed a whole new world of opportunities um uh but yeah i think making it approachable and that's what i try and do with with my training um most of my training comes in terms of you know of webinars and and such. I know that you're a lot more official as a trainer. Um, I know you, you obviously do unofficial stuff, but you are also an official trainer, aren't you?
2: Yes, yes, I am. Um, I started um, the uh, the dip- dipty Soul course, the Trinity DPT Soul. So I was one of the the tutors. At um, a language school in Brazil, I can I can mention the name. Of course, it's Cultura Inglesa in Duque de Caxias. Um So that was that was my my first, let's say, official um, trainer position. Yes, and I'm very very happy with with it. Um, I delivered some some lectures, observed some some lessons, and I'm going to. Um, to be one of the tutors of their certisol course. But apart from that I also deliver webinars and and I attend a lot of webinars myself. I love I I truly love webinars. Sometimes I I register I know that I won't be able to to attend live but then I watch the recording, you know, um and sometimes just you just find some interesting webinars on 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 YouTube and Twitter as well when I when somebody posts like past webinars I I always like to, to check. Yeah,
1: yeah. I find with you know with with webinars and with uh, conferences and stuff being online, I've I've turned a lot of them into kind of podcasts. Um, I got a bit. Um, I'm trying. I don't really know how to say agobiado. In it's it, it's a Spanish word. Like when you get stressed out by stuff, I'm not really sure the exact translation. But you know, going to a few online conferences. And just being all day on the computer i I'd stopped getting anything from the kind of last few of them the first ones were brilliant, but then as it kind of went on and on i you know I'd, I'd lose it It's not like a face to face conference where you go in there and you know you get to connect with people and you know touch their faces obviously we're not allowed to do that anymore and i it, I'm not a face toucher by the way I just you know I just missed the opportunity to do so um but obviously there are these benefits of it and stuff like being able to take the dog for a walk, um, while you're, you're listening. Um, maybe you're not joining in, maybe you're not as connected. Um, but I don't know these, I do love, I do love webinars. And when I went to my first one ever, I hated it. I was like, Oh, how can you turn a web seminar What a horrible portmanteau? Um, but I've, I've changed somewhat. And I do, I really enjoy them because it has meant I've been able to connect with and learn from so many people I would not have had the chance to learn from. You know, usually I'd go to maybe two conferences a year. You know, I'd go to Athea every year, which is here in Andalusia. And they occasionally have like special guests. You know, we've seen, we've had David Crystal here in the past, which was mind-blowing. Yeah, it was absolutely out of this world. You know, we had Penny Err. and um, we had some really big people here in Andalucía, um, but then I'd also go to to TESOL in, uh, here in Spain. But other than that, like a lot of the conferences would be outside my budget, be impossible to get to. You know, I couldn't go all the way to Barcelona to innovate or whatever. This year I've been to so many. It's been brilliant.
2: Same thing, yeah. Same thing happened to me. Yes, it's uh, Some of them are are free, and um, some of them are really inexpensive, right? So affordable. So it's it's um the benefit. And I think another uh, th- another thing that I really like about online conferences and and, and webinars is the fact that, uh, like you said, you can you can um, get to know lots and lots of people from. From different countries, different backgrounds, and you can also—I um, think—the the interaction through through the the webinar, you know, the, the the chat box and the questions are really rich because um, I think people are more used now. People are more used to attending webinars, and and there is a lot going on behind, you know, just uh, behind. Uh, you know the 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 speaker you know just that's not just it's not only the speaker delivering the webinar but there's a lot of conversation going on and exchange right so sometimes i i what i what i do is i take screenshots of the conversation because i think it's so interesting people mention uh books and they talk about their experiences they 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 talk about you know so many many interesting things so sometimes i just screenshot because i want to read that again i want to 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 google the book that somebody mentioned you know so it's really nice yeah
1: um, one thing I would like to talk about now um, is so talking about these online conferences and and conferences in general, um, one of my TEFL heroes, the TEFL wizard himself. Sorry, it's just started absolutely chucking it down. So my daughter came home. That's what the the racket was. Um, one of my TEFL heroes, an absolute TEFL legend, uh, Chris Rowland, um, um, you know, he's a teacher trainer here in, in Seville. Um, and when I went, first went to Athea, I went to one of his sessions and I was just kind of left dumbfounded by the way he presented. Some of his ideas were incredible. Some of them were incredibly impractical because you can only do it if you only have one class, you know, stuff like painting on bricks and stuff like that is brilliant, but I can't imagine having 15 classes and taking bricks in for all of them. Um, but he posted something recently about, um, not being paid. Now, this is a big debate amongst teacher trainers um now something I've found incredibly irritating this year now if I'm asked to do a conference then you know obviously I expect to be paid and um, particularly for publishers and so on and so forth so the Latin American conference I did for Pearson and I did one in Croatia as well um and I spoke in, in India these were all paid for but then Uh, association conferences, which tend to have the kind of largest audience, the most number of teachers who will gain from from your experience, they're not paid. Now, for me, I don't mind not being paid for some of these. Um, For example, Athea, I don't mind not being paid. Um, What irritates me are the conferences you speak at where you have to pay to become a member of the association to then be able to speak at the conference. And it's like, I don't necessarily want to be a member of TESOL associations in every single different country. Um, and one of the ones that really got me this year was um, Braz TESOL. I had my my talk accepted and then they said, okay, cool. Now you have to pay this much money. And I was just like, "I." can't afford that you know i can't afford to be paying that i'm a i'm a freelance teacher i'm a freelance teacher trainer i can't afford to be paying you know 50 60 70 80 90 euros to all of these different associations to be able to go and speak there by all means waive my speakers fee i won't you know you don't have to pay me but don't make me pay to come and speak for you it just it makes no sense to me
2: it is really irritating yeah, i i i i feel the same i feel the same and um yeah I, I feel the same i don't mind not being paid but at least they they could waive the, the fees right or give a huge discount um but i wouldn't i wouldn't be happy about that to just i you know to be given a discount uh because because you're sharing your your expertise you're sharing your time you're sharing you know and you're spending money you know going to the conference you know if it's a face-to-face conference so um yeah i just um cancelled my my unfortunately i had to cancel my uh my talk with the IATAFO. i got my talk accepted but i Cannot spend like one hundred and eighty five pounds for the conference fee. You know, you know, I am in Turkey. <laughs> I my salary is in Turkish lira, so it's just terrible, terrible at the moment. And you know, I tried to get some some sponsorship. You know, like, like a, 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 whor- a former whor- a Hornby scholar. I, I didn't, I couldn't get um, spon- um, sponsorship. So unfortunately, I won't be able to to go next year. Um, to the IATF. oh yeah yeah it's a shame it's a shame yeah I hope they they change they can change that one one day because I'm sure that the IATF I love the IATAFO by the way okay I've been to the conference three times um, but I'm sure that they they lost a lot of speakers you know in the same situation as as I am because they cannot afford you know they cannot afford like almost 200 pounds it's pounds you
0: know
2: mm-hmm. for goodness
1: sake it's yeah there are there are like um obviously there are as you mentioned there are scholarships and such that that you, that you can get and you had one in the past um obviously as you mentioned um and yeah it's either that or you get a publisher to send you there and then you you know you save the the fees of the transport and, and so on and so forth um, I, I read somebody posted on on the same post that they would be spending around a thousand euros to get there and to go and talk there, um, and I'm sure that they'll get loads out of it. And you know, it's it's down if you can afford that, then fantastic. Um, but yeah, it's you know, for for a massive conference like IATFLE, it's I don't know, it's it's kind of it's my dr- it's my dream. Uh, to 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 go to or because I've never ever been able to afford it you know it's something that I've never been able to to justify you know having a family here as well like uh, and then going over there and I I'm very anti-flying if it's me on my own like I like to to if it's my whole family then you know I'm not gonna make them go through to go back to the UK I don't make them go by train but for me to you know to get to to Belfast it's going to take me Three days to get there by train, yeah, and uh, and it's an awful lot more expensive than it would be flying. You know, and I have to find somewhere to stay in Barcelona one night, and then I have to stay in London another night, and then I can get to Belfast the night after. Um, so it's it's really, uh, it it's really tricky to to kind of do those kind of things. And yeah, as I mentioned with the with the others, they, you know, I, I'm a member of uh, TSO Spain because I live in Spain, I go to their coffee mornings, I go to, you know, I I speak to the people, I know the people, they are my, they are my network, you know, they are the people that I know, I, I go to the different schools here, I go to the different academies here, this is, you know, this is my zone, these are my people, so 30 euros a year, for me, isn't, for me, that's not a huge outlay, you know, and I get all of the benefits of being a member of TESOL Spain and I get to go to the conference which I'll be speaking at next year on um the 4th of March by the way everybody I'll also be speaking at another conference that hasn't been announced yet on the same day but it's all online so don't worry um but yeah those those other so I've also I spoke at TESOL France this year and that was I think again another 30 euros um, I've been accepted to speak at uh, Tsol in Greece, which I don't think has been announced yet. But I think I am allowed to say that because, yeah, that has been announced. Um, but again, that's another 50 euros. And I think, do do I, I, I'm not sure I want to spend 50 euros to speak for 45 minutes. That's more than a euro a minute because I'm not going to then get the benefits of being a member of uh, TESOL Greece for a year what am I actually going to get from it I understand it with TESOL Spain you know I I like to keep the association going but I don't understand how speakers registration fees can't be waived I don't understand how they can't just say okay you're a speaker that's our gift to you is your registration fee because let's say there are 50 speakers you know that's that can't have such a huge impact on their on their final budget i don't imagine i don't know and yeah it was again the same with braz t so i was just i just couldn't i couldn't justify it and unless you have a sponsor then it kind of the costs just really spiral
2: yeah it's a, which is a shame yeah it's a, a real shame because they as i said before they are losing great speakers because you know not everybody can afford you know and and you would have to pay for your flight right which imagine it would be huge from spain to brazil right
1: uh but this year it was all online so it was okay it was all online and that's the thing that another thing that gets me if if i were going there and they had to pay for the establishment they had to pay for the catering you know all of that then you can kind of understand it but as it's all online i know they still have their overheads they still have people to pay but the amount of money that's taken, like the, the amount of money that's taken away for them to have to pay to actually host the conference is enormous. You know, they, they should be a huge reduction on the prices or, or as I say, to to waive teachers fees, but I don't mind going to those and, and I really enjoy those. It's, and I've, I'm really very fond of the um, Moldovan English Teachers Association um i don't i don't know why i I really love them they're really really friendly they're really nice Um, and they approached me a while ago asking if i'd do a talk for their teachers um and i thought as it is a talk i'd done i didn't have to prepare a new one i was like okay sure i'll do it just because i really wanted to speak in moldova i didn't go to moldova I, i did it from the comfort of my own home but to have the opportunity to to go there and obviously they didn't charge me a fee and i said i'd waive my speaker's fee um but yeah, as I mentioned, if it is for any kind of publisher or something like that, there is definitely you know, a, a responsibility, I think, for speakers to, to demand a fee.
2: Right, yeah, yeah, I agree. And because it's, it's, it's our work, right? It's, it's like you're, you're teaching a lesson, yeah, teaching. So it's why wouldn't I like to be paid for that, right? so i think it's a way i think it's something that chris mentioned it's it's a way of you know acknowledging and and you know to show that they are valued you you know
1: yeah exactly and it doesn't have to be a huge amount either you know it could be a nominal amount so it you know as i say waive the speaker's fee or i don't know here's here's 15 euros you know i don't know 15 euros or 20 euros something Something small, um, but I want to know what are your CPD goals for next year? What are your CPD goals for 2022
2: Yes, well, I am going well um, uh, for me, right? not that I'm going to to deliver, but for for my own development, you mean. Yeah, so I'm going to um, do a course with, uh, I am so sorry, I forgot her name, with a teacher. She promotes her, her course on um, corpus um, for, you know, application of corpus in, in, in the classroom. It's going to be in January Um there's another one that I'm going to do that I forgot. <laughs> I registered, but I I forgot. It's in the beginning of the year. I need to to, to double check. Um, but to be honest, I sometimes when I when I see some interesting courses, um, I like. To get in touch with with the, the the course developers with the teachers then the trainers just to understand more about it um but this year for instance i did like five courses and i was a little bit overwhelmed i don't want to enroll on on too many courses um but my aim is to attend some webinars um, some webinars, depending on, on the topic. Um, I also love interacting on Twitter. I think this is Twitter and, and social media in general. They are great channels for, like you said, for, um, what did you say, informal? Informal CPD? hmm Yeah. So... Um, Steve Mann in his book they, they call uh, they call it in the wild so it's CPD in the wild so it's not uh, bound to any institution or, or anything so I really love this this kind of CPG where you just have a chat with teachers you just interact with them so. Um, Yes, so that's Twitter. I also run a Facebook group, and um, it's it's really uh, good for me because sometimes I um, um, deliver like live chats on the group, and I'm always reading what people write and the questions that teachers have. You know, it's great for me because I um, I see what you know what teachers need and their their you know how uh, their struggles. And I can think about, you know, how I can help them and, and, um, and what would I say to, to that teacher. So I also like to, to, to read what teachers write. Um, also, in terms of reading, I have some, I bought some books this year. I, I need to get started. Uh, I bought the one, the teacher training one by John Hughes. I haven't started yet, but I am, I'm definitely gonna start next year. Um, so yeah, and I'm uh, applying for a PhD. So let's see, <laughs> I need to get a scholarship first. Well, let's see if this is gonna happen.
1: Yeah, I absolutely, like you say, this, this CPD in the wild, for me, one of the things that really massively helped was the TEFL Development Hub on on facebook it's it's fantastic they have you know regular webinars on there i've, I've spoken at two of them by the way <laughs> but you know <laughs> that's just me um i i you know i know those guys pretty well and they've you know been they've been around since i started teacher training back in 2013 um, wow that was a long time ago um yeah they've been around the whole time and they've like supported me through their various organizations so it's been it's been lovely to to connect with them, and yeah, so many podcasts as well. Like E.L.T.C.P.D. is an amazing one. Obviously, Sponge Chats, really, really good. Um, and yeah, this kind of informal stuff. I really, really want to do um, Emily Bryson's uh, graphic facilitation course. I can't do it in January. I really wanted to. Um, hopefully, I'll be ready for the next time it comes around. Um, other goals for me, yeah, continue with with these um this kind of thing read as many books as possible reread tyson's book obviously um how to write inclusive materials brilliant book um hopefully get my own book out um and i've got a course starting in february it's a pilot course because it's the first time i've done it it's called creating a greener mindset um so anyone who wants to go on the pilot course for that it's it's a way of helping um helping teachers um develop their classes to be a bit greener and help their students to become greener thinking and help themselves become greener thinking as well without you know without reinventing the wheel you know ways of getting it into the class and making it accessible to students and easy for students to get their hands on but also helping students understand it and believe in it and care about it now there's i'm doing a talk um in march about how to um, get sustainable materials into your teens and adult classes, because it's so much easier to do with kids. You know, with a kid's class, it's so easy because you can just brainwash kids as an adult, as a teacher. You can just brain. you tell them and they're going to believe whatever you say. Um, it's much more difficult with your uh, with your teenagers and your adults. You know, you, you have to be able to find what motivates them. Um, and a lot of the time... It isn't just we want to have a nicer planet, you know, with adults, yes, a nicer planet for your kids is what you hope would be the primary motivation for those who have kids. But the the sad fact is one of the really big things is the primary motivation for most adults is money. Like, you know, can I save money doing this? Most people think to be sustainable, you need to be rich because you have to buy all the expensive things here, there and everywhere. It's not really true. Um, so yeah, like showing that kind of aspect of it. And for teenagers, the one of the biggest motivators is their popularity on social media, which again, is quite sad, um, but it's tapping into those different areas. So I'm going to be looking for, for my own course and for my own development of my um, trainees, I guess, I'm going to be looking more into the, the motivation behind, you know, for teenagers and for adults. So that's going to be my my aim i think um and what is your aim for your trainees for next year
2: yes yes um first i um can i talk about the book because it's a way of yeah (laughs)
1: I was trying to give you a discreet way of of rolling into the book there. Um, I would love for you to talk about the book. That would be incredible. Yeah.
2: So the book is on video to support uh, reflection and and, um, professional development. So I'm co-writing a book with um, Steve Mann, who was my... Uh, my professor at Warwick, Warwick University. He invited me to, to write this book because he, he knows I love videos in uh, teacher development. Um, and I, you know, I started uh, doing research on it in, in my MA. Uh, and also with Laura Becker, who is um, from the US, and she's also interested in videos for teacher development. So... Uh, my aim is to to um, continue writing the book with with them, and um, it's really nice because they're like they're like my heroes and my idols. So I learn a lot from from them. They are more experienced than I am, uh, so it's always great.
1: Sorry, lots of noise from the children.
2: The children, yeah, mm. it's always great to to get. You know, to get together with them and and uh, discuss um, the, the areas of the book that we're going to to explain. Um, I can also meet other other th- uh, trainers and teachers who use videos in their professional development. So it's a great way to network and see what other teachers are doing. For example, how do they use videos in um, you know, in peer observation and and peer reflection, you know. Do they use videos, do they watch their own videos? Do they record their lessons? Uh their online lessons or face to face lessons? How how does that how does that happen? Um so is there a kind of framework for reflection? So it's it's really interesting. So I'm going to to dive into that next year.
1: That is amazing. It's funny you should say that actually, because you know, as as you can probably hear in the background, the 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 ruckus that's going on um, is the person I used to work with um, who uh, I did my own my my self assessment, my self observation. Sorry, uh, that was the first time I'd ever used video to you do self um, observation, and it was amazing. Which is one of the good things I guess about teaching online, because you can now do that. You know every single class if you want to and you can look back at it if you would if you have the time to do that obviously you don't um but yeah I found it incredibly useful um I thought it was super useful so I can't wait to get a signed copy of your book um because I'll be asking for a signed copy don't you worry I don't normally buy books in paper to be honest I'm I'm kind of for my daughter, I'll buy second hand books like for, for her to read. But for, for new CPD books, I almost always go ebook. Uh I've actually had my ebook now for for nine years and it is still going strong. So that's all of my uh book CPD goes there. So you might have to come over to, to Spain to sign my ebook.
2: <laughs> It'll be great to 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 go there and sign, yeah. So um Yeah, but when when you mentioned uh, self-observation, you don't have to, I mean, teachers don't have to record the the full lesson, you know. If they record like a few minutes, 10, 15 minutes, that's enough, you know, depending on the focus of the lesson uh, and the the purpose of the observation. So, they they can record, they can make it easier for them. That's what I'm saying. You know, they don't have to, because that's really time consuming and we, we don't have time to rewatch a one hour lesson. Right. But if it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you can get, they can get a lot from that. And especially if they have like a framework, you know, like some, some guidelines on, on, you know, that, that can can help them observe and, and, and notice things this can be really beneficial to to teachers and and trainers yeah
1: yeah I think that the guidelines are definitely the key I remember when I started observing other people um and I, I had no guidelines my the director of the school I was at was like, I really love how you teach you're going to be the assistant director of studies so I suddenly got promoted you're going to do all the teacher training and I want you to do all the observations and suddenly I was like Okay, cool. And I, I went into my first observation. I was like, I don't teach like that, so that's bad. I don't teach like that, so that's bad. That's bad because I don't... And then suddenly I thought, hang on, not everybody teaches in the same way as me. Maybe I need some guidelines. So obviously I went on a course. I learned how to actually uh, observe people properly um, and give decent feedback, um, which I think I'm quite good at now. Um, I've definitely learned a lot from Michael Brand, who's the, the teacher trainer for Pearson um I've learned a lot about my feedback to not just do now please excuse my language here the shit sandwich you know where you say something good something bad something good that doesn't all you know everyone can see that you know even an eight-year-old child can see that coming it's you know very 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 basic so I've learned a lot about how to give decent feedback um and I'm sure I'm going to learn more about how to do it when I read your book when I read how to observe myself with video um we are just going to shoot off for just the adverts this time. We'll be back in a couple of minutes um, or we're going to talk a little bit more. I'm going to ask you a bit of a, a quick fire quiz so we can learn some more about you. Don't worry, it's going to be, not going to be anything too personal. Um, just going to ask you a few questions, but we'll be back in about two minutes.
3: Are you looking to take your phonics practice forward? Then Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised is the programme for you. Teachers Talk Radio is delighted to support Winston's Wish, the UK's childhood bereavement charity. Winston's Wish supports children and their families after the death of a parent or sibling. They provide emotional and practical bereavement support. Expert teams also provide online resources, specialist publications and training for professionals. Find out more about Winston's Wish and pledge your support at www.winstonswish.org.
1: Okay then, so we're back for the, for the home straight for the last 15 or so minutes where we're going to learn a little bit more about Cecilia. And I haven't once sung her song, so um, I've been fighting against myself the entire time. Whenever I look at her name, it's like, don't do it. That song is not an appropriate song to sing to a guest um, it's not okay I mean if her name was Maria then I'd sing the song from West Side Story because you know that's a lovely song but the song Cecilia by Simon and Garfunkel is not appropriate I will not be singing it anywhere other than in my head so um, a quick fire quiz if that's okay with you Cecilia
2: yeah yeah
1: so the first question a nice easy one what is your most used emoji
2: oh it's that's that laugh, you know, with the the, the emoji laughing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I think that's the one. And the the kiss with the heart. Yeah, because I'm also very sweet <laughs> sometimes.
1: That is brilliant. The the kind of sideways laughing face with the tears coming out the eyes. Yeah, um, I know the one. Um, one of the a, a brilliant activity I love to do with my students is get them to act out their emojis. Now, I do this with all levels. Um, It's a really fun thing to get them to show you their favorite emoji and the others have to guess it. If it's online, they can guess in the chat. So that's a a fun game for everyone there.
2: I love it. I'm going to steal that. Thanks.
1: (laughs) Mine is obviously the green heart, by the way. I use it all the time. I use it all the time. Um, So next one. Um, Can you tell me... uninteresting fact about you, an uninteresting fact about you uh, for me, for example, an uninteresting fact is I like to sleep with the window open
2: right. I was going to say something similar. I love having naps, really I love having naps my 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 friend is always joking with this with this fact he he calls me a nap queen. <laughs> I love I love having naps, yeah. That's very boring, yeah. I,
1: I'm, I'm a big fan of naps. I, I got over, a bit overwhelmed yesterday. I had so much to do. I was like, oh, no, I've got so much to do. I've got so much work that I need to cover. What should I do? Oh, no, I'll, I'll have a nap. So <laughs> instead of doing anything, I just decided to, to have a nap. Um, <laughs> the next question is, what is your hidden talent?
2: Ooh, my hidden talent. <laughs> I don't think i have any hidden talent let me think let me think i cannot cook i cannot sing i don't know um what's your hidden talent maybe maybe you can inspire me i don't know
1: oh well i'm not a terrible singer Uh, i'm not a good singer um i'm good at swimming i'm not sure if that counts uh, I'm really fast at litter picking. I'm so quick. I can clean an area that would take someone an hour in like 15 minutes. I'm, I'm very well practiced though. I don't think that talent's very hidden either. Uh, beard growing, does that count as a hidden talent? Um, I don't hide it very well, but it's. I, I feel like it's a talent.
2: <laughs> Great. Okay, now I remember one. I remember one. I, I'm good at drawing. I'm good at drawing. Mostly copying, you know, I can copy. Well, I can copy, uh, you know, a landscape, a, a person. I think I, I can do a, a good job. And, uh, this started when I was a child, really. I was, um, I love drawing, but especially because I'm not very creative when I, when I draw so I can copy very well, I think.
1: I'll send you a photo over. I'll I'll be expecting my retrato, my portrait very soon. (laughs) Um, Okay, next question. What did you want to be when you were a kid?
2: Yeah, I've always wanted to be a teacher, always, yeah. I have a, a younger sister, she's two years younger than me, and when we were children, we used to play, like, going to school, and, you know, back in the day, you know, long time ago, you know, I used to have a, a blackboard, a real blackboard, um, chalk, and I would play with my sister. She was, she used to be my student and I would give her homework and, you know, teach her in front of the, you know, the chalk and writing. The, I love, I love writing on, uh, with, the, with the chalk. So, uh, yeah, I've always wanted to, to, to be a teacher, yes.
1: Well, that's good news. That's brilliant. Um, uh, it, it's good that you've, I, I, I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. Um, I'm pretty sure one day I'm going to grow up, but I'm, I don't know what I want to be when I get there. Uh, I, I've got to admit, I'm pretty happy with um, the career I've kind of landed in now. I've, I've always loved teaching. Um, when I started teaching, when I was out in in South America, it was a way, a means to an end. I just wanted to travel. I wanted to see the world. Um, I, I wanted to live in Brazil which I got to do. Um, I got to go up uh, Pão de Azucar so many times uh, whenever anyone visited and up to Corcavado as well. There was, these were dreams I always had and to visit the to go to the Maracanã. I was obsessed with stadiums um, but then when I came to Spain I really realized that I loved teaching. That was kind of yeah um, I do love it and now that I'm doing what I'm doing with teacher training and materials writing and stuff like that it's it's really it's really nice it's a bit nerve-wracking now because being a freelancer you don't really know you know what's coming next you know with projects and stuff like that so um yeah I would like to teach a bit more now as well I'm doing three or four regular classes at the moment but I have loads of so with the Pearson and BBC live classes that I have they're you know they're once a month i have four classes and i don't get to build a real relationship with the students i get to build it with the teachers because some of them are returning teachers and we have the facebook community um i really miss that in class building of relationships throughout the year um it's something that i don't know it's it's really it's really special to me um okay next question um What's something that you've done that made you feel extreme happiness?
2: Mm, something that I've done, um, I think, um, I think writing my dissertation <laughs> uh, that that really made me, yeah, over the moon, yeah, because um, it was hard. It was really a, a, a huge challenge. And um, because at that, you know, at at that time, when was that, like four years ago when I finished, I wasn't very confident in my academic English writing skills, you know, and having to write a dissertation in English, like 20,000 words, it was like, oh my God. Will I be able to do that and and I always wanted to be the best as I said the best that I could be so my aim was to get a distinction you know I' didn't, I wouldn't accept anything less than a distinction um, and I got a distinction <laughs> so uh, on my May on my dissertation so that was it made me the proudest really because I, I could prove myself that yes I can do that I can. You know, I can become a researcher I can um, you know I can be so that was a, a great um, a great booster in my self-esteem <laughs>
1: that's brilliant it's, it's funny I was ta- I mentioned today on uh, on uh, today or yesterday actually on um, a, a post on LinkedIn and it was talking about you know somebody had written Native Teacher again about the, te- the, the advert and you'd have to change the advert and you know it, j- it just wasn't okay and, and I mentioned that you know if you want to have a high level if you need a high level of, of teacher you can just put c2 or whatever you know if you want to put a specific level then you can go with that you don't need to say native teacher and then I thought I don't think I'd particularly enjoy doing the c2 exam you know I don't think I'd doing the proficiency exam would not i don't in english i don't think i i wouldn't probably wouldn't ace it i'd do all right i'd do pretty well in the speaking um and the reading i'd be okay but you know the the writing that they expect and the the level from that it's you know it's it's dumbfounding so i imagine your ma must have been a real challenge a real challenge um right then next question so that's what made you happy Where is your happy place?
2: Uh, yeah, my happy place is, is in England. (laughs) That's, that's where my heart is. And, um, yeah, people find it funny because I never say like Brazil or Rio. Um, I've never seen Brazil or Rio where I'm from. Like, I don't, I don't feel that I belong there you know what I mean um and, and I had this, this feeling with you know the first time I went to England and the first time I I lived there um and I really w- want to to go back there and live there so um that's that's my happy place um I have friends there so and I feel that I can be myself there you know so yeah that's my happy place
1: I couldn't agree more with feeling like you don't belong somewhere. I mean, I I feel like I, in my hometown in the UK, it's since I was about eleven, I realised that that wasn't where I was supposed to be. You know, that was a, that was a, you know, I realised straight away that I didn't want to live there. It was a place I wanted to get out of. Northampton is not a lovely place, and I always talk about this with my. Live class students, you know, I always say, who's been to England? You know, I don't know. Touch your nose if you've been to England because you can't get them all to speak because there are 10 different classes with 30 students in each one. You know, you can't get 300 people. So touch your nose if you've been to England. Good. And then they all see that I'm English, obviously. And I say, "Okay, who's been to Northampton? All, All of them say no. And my first thing is, if you haven't been to England or if you ever go back to England, don't go to Northampton, go anywhere else. Just do not go to Northampton. It is a rubbish place. And if you have a finite amount of time, there are so many nicer places to go. Um, Liverpool, an incredible place. Um, Warwick, where 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 you studied, obviously, um, a wonderful place. Um, uh, London, Brighton, Bristol, these are all in England. Then you've got, obviously, Wales as well. You've got Scotland, you've got all these other places. Um, so yeah, Northampton, not a place to go. Um, what's the best place to go in Turkey?
2: Um, I, I haven't been to many places in Turkey, uh, to be honest, but I, yeah, I'm in, St- in Istanbul and I really like the city, so I would say Istanbul. Yeah, you can do so many things here, and uh, the people are nice, you know, they're friendly, they're warm. Um, So I think, yeah, Istanbul. Not in the winter, though.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Only with hot water bottles in the winter. Um, We are coming very, very quickly. We are drawing to the end of this. Um, I told you beforehand that an hour and a half seems like a long time, but when you get into it, it just kind of flies by. Um, This is one of the things I absolutely love about Teachers Talk Radio. Um, So to everybody who is listening, thank you very much for listening. I've been a a presenter since late June, so it's been six months. It's been a wonderful six months, um, and this has been a brilliant way to to kind of wrap things up. Um, Cecilia knows I've been trying to get her on the show for quite a while, uh, but I've achieved it. I've got her on, and I made it before 2021. Um, So that was uh, something that's one of my achievements this year that I managed to get her on before the end of the year. Um, and I did have a penciled in for earlier in the year, but I had to then cancel the show, which was an absolute nightmare. Um, but we've done it and we've done it before Christmas. So I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Uh, I do want to say as well, um, on the 29th, we've got a, a 24 hour uh, Twitter Spaces which I'll I'll be taking uh, a chunk of when, I'll be doing it on my wife's phone though, because when I did it yesterday, my phone stopped working halfway through and I couldn't get back in for love nor money. Now I turned off my phone, I uninstalled the app, I reinstalled the app, but every time I went on to speak, it just stopped working. So, but on the 29th, we do have a 24 hour Twitter spaces, which we're doing for charity. So please do uh, come along and listen. It's a charity that's very close to the hearts of the the presenters here at at Teachers Talk Radio. So everybody do tune into that um, and, of course, give generously. Um, Cecilia, would you like to say Merry Christmas and goodbye to our listeners?
2: Yes, sure. Thank you so much, Harry, for inviting me again. Wish everybody a Merry Christmas, Um, Happy New Year. Um, There will be no Christmas here for me, but uh, I'm sure that most people will be celebrating. So wish you all the best. And yeah, thanks again, Harry.
1: Brilliant. Thank you so much. Good luck with with the book. Um, I'm looking forward to reading it um and when it does come out I'll let all of our listeners know so they can go out and buy it and read it and learn from it um thanks again everybody thanks to all of my guests who have been on this year uh you've you've taught me an awful lot uh, I've I feel that I'm better prepared to to be a be a better teacher to be a better teacher trainer but I also feel a lot more uh mentally prepared uh for you know these the the way forward. So thank you so much everybody for listening throughout the year. I'll be back in 2022 um, with some very exciting interviews. I've got Emily Bryson who I mentioned earlier. She's coming on the 19th of January. Um, I also have an interview with the Kids Against Plastic about the Plastic Clever Schools initiative with um with a few teachers who have been taking part. Do check it out, everybody. Thank you so much, and I'll see
0: you soon.